if you want to know what it is that you actually want, as opposed to what the culture wants, what other people want, you need to learn to access your heart. Your heart is really the guidepost. In our culture, we think it's the brain. We think everything comes from our mind and the brain. But anytime you contemplate doing something new, especially if it's your heart's biggest desire, that's when your brain is really going to freak out and your inner critic is going to be the loudest that she's ever been. Welcome to Is This All There Is, the podcast for high-achieving women who have checked all the boxes of success and are left feeling overwhelmed, unfulfilled, and stuck. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ryan Fear, and in each episode, we'll use principles of cognitive psychology, feminist theory, and expert mindset coaching to help you build the confidence and clarity you need to accomplish whatever it is you want, even if you don't yet know what that is. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to Is This All There Is? episode number 42. So today I want to talk about the importance of living from the inside out. And I'll describe what that means and I'll describe the opposite of that, which is what most of us are doing, which is living from the outside in. But first, I want to tell you a story about my morning. So school has started here. I have a daughter who's 12. She's in seventh grade. And it's fascinating to me how just within the past year or so, she's made this shift of being really self-sufficient, knowing her own mind and what she wants and what she doesn't want, to checking in with me for my opinion on things. And don't get me wrong, I love the connection. I love that she thinks that my opinion is valuable. But one of my biggest jobs as her parent is to learn or is to teach her how to trust herself and trust her own wisdom, trust her own opinions, and to not have that knee-jerk reflex to check in with somebody else. So this morning she's getting ready for school and it's a little bit chilly here, especially in the mornings. And she came downstairs wearing a t-shirt and sweatpants. And she asked me if I thought she should wear a sweatshirt, which I did. So she went upstairs and got a sweatshirt and she puts it on and then she comes back downstairs and she says, is this a weird color with this t-shirt? And of course I said no, because I wasn't a weird color with the t-shirt. And then she asked me if she should wear it zipped up or not zipped up. And I was like, sweetie, you're the one who's going to be wearing it all day. It doesn't matter what I think. And I've been telling her this more and more is, you know, is it comfortable? Does it feel good to you? What do you think? What does your inner wisdom say? I don't say inner wisdom because she's 12, but you care where I'm going with this. And It's fascinating and kind of disheartening to me to see her having made the switch for being a really independent young person, especially when it comes to clothing choices. Like when she was really little, she picked out her own outfits. She dressed herself. She didn't let me have any kind of opinion. In fact, the days that I could pick out her clothes and choose what she would wear were kind of over by the time she started talking and walking herself. So from a really young age, she's been really independent, especially when it comes to what she wears. And to see her second-guessing herself is really disheartening because I'm concerned that it's not just her fashion choices that she's second-guessing, right? 
So anyway, that story is really an example of how we start out as kids, most of us really knowing our own minds and knowing what we like, what we don't like, kids have some very strong opinions, especially when it comes to what they wear, what they eat, how they spend their time. And then somewhere around middle school age, we start looking to everybody else for what we should do, what we should wear, how we should look. And this isn't just this random happening. It's part of our culture where if you're raised as female, you really are trained from a young age to look to everybody else for your value and for your sense of worth. So girls are raised to look outside of themselves for validation, where boys, for the most part, are raised that they're leaders to trust their instincts, you know, to jump off the cliff, to do the thing. And women are socialized to check in with other people, to make sure that what we're doing is palatable for the group. And these aren't things that anybody sits us down directly and says, okay, it looks like you're a girl, so that means you should start asking everybody else what you should do. But these are messages, subtle messages that we pick up on in the course of growing up. And so when my daughter looks to, my, to me and to other women for how she should become a woman and how she should act, it's really important to me that we are showing her the importance of trusting your own instincts. And I hope that I am providing an example for her of how to trust her own instincts. But self-trust, my friends, is not something that I was born with. And I'm guessing it's probably not something that you were born with either. Or maybe I should revise that. Maybe I should say it's something that we are born with and then it's socialized out of us. So it makes me think of a friend that every time I go out to eat with her, especially if we go out in a group, she has to check in with everybody else to see what they're ordering before she can decide what she orders. And it's not like, it's not so much like she doesn't want to order the same thing as somebody else. She just kind of needs the inspiration from other people. And I think that's such an apt example of our lives as women. Like, we're taught to check in with everybody else to see how they're doing before we decide how it is that we're doing. And so this is what I call living from the outside in. So looking to other people outside of us for their opinion on whether it's what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, to bigger things like what job we're going to do, what career path we follow, what decisions we make, we look to everybody else. We look to people outside of us. That's living from the outside in. But really, all that does is that keeps us stuck because the people outside of us aren't consistent. I mean, physically, they're not consistent, right? Like people come in and out of our lives. Their opinions also change. And so if you're basing your decisions on what people outside of you think or what they might think, then you're really, it's a wobbly standard. I'm trying to think of a better way to put that. It's hard to come up with concrete next steps of what you should do when the audience is always changing, either figuratively or literally the outside audience is always changing. 
So here's the challenge. We're taught to live. We're taught to look to everybody else for their opinions. It makes me think of the magazines I read growing up. I read Vogue and Teen Vogue. And does anybody remember Sassy magazine? Sassy was fabulous. And Sassy wasn't quite so guilty of this. But pretty much every other women's magazine was like all of the headlines were like, here are all the things you're doing wrong and here's how to do them right. Whether it was we were dressing wrong, we were using makeup wrong, we were talking to boys wrong, we were treating our bodies wrong. That was like the epitome of magazines geared towards young girls and women. It's like, you're doing this thing wrong, here's how to do it right. And so we're taught everywhere we look that our own inner instincts can't be trusted and we need to look to everybody else. So we grow up not only not trusting ourselves, but we are also raised to put everybody else first. Like, don't make other people unhappy. Don't rock the boat. So we're taught to look to other people for how we should feel. And we're taught to put other people's emotions and well-being ahead of ours. So if you're listening to this and if you're in, say, your 40s, 50s, or 60s, and you've spent decades living your life from the outside in, please do not beat yourself up. I have so much compassion for you because I used to be there too, because this is the way that we're raised. So part of the work that I do is I help women live from the inside out. So you've spent decades looking to other people for the answers, but really you have this brilliant, beautiful, amazing inner source of wisdom that all you need is to be taught how to tap into it and how to trust it which could be the hardest part after a lifetime of looking outside of yourself. So instead of living from the outside in, which can lead to feeling overwhelmed, it can lead to burnout, it can lead to feeling unfulfilled, and it can even lead to that, that feeling of having lost who you are. So if you feel like you've lost who you are, it's not you. There's nothing wrong with you. It's basically the culmination of how you've been socialized. So living from the inside out is different. If living from the outside in is your brain and the thoughts that your brain gives you, which you know from previous podcast episodes, that your thoughts are basically messages that you've heard growing up that you've replayed over and over again. So if living from the outside in is your thoughts, your brain then living from the inside out is learning to listen to your heart and learning to access the wisdom of your heart. So I don't know if you have looked at any of the research on this or if you're familiar with it, but the energy field of our heart is crazy. I can't remember how many feet it radiates out, but our hearts actually radiate out energy that other people can pick up on. And same thing, you pick up on the energy of other people's hearts. Your heart is really the guidepost. In our culture, we think it's the brain. We think everything comes from our mind and the brain. But really, if you want to know what it is that you actually want, as opposed to what the culture wants, what other people want, you need to learn to access your heart. And if you've been following this podcast for a while, you know that back in November of last year, I literally 
not using that word in jest, but I literally had to learn to listen to my heart. I had an, an emergency aortic dissection where I had to have emergency open heart surgery. One minute I was doing fine, and the next minute I was on an ambulance on my way to have open heart surgery. So throughout that process and healing through that process, I had to become really in tune to what my heart needed and what my heart wanted. And suddenly I became very heart focused, physically, emotionally, etc. So that made me think about this shift because I've always been a mindset coach, meaning I help women understand how their thoughts are really creating their reality. And if they want a different reality, they need to work with their thoughts. So I have a really solid understanding of the brain and the mind and how the mind drives, our thoughts drive basically everything that happens to us. But I still didn't know how to tap into my heart and the wisdom of my heart. And the idea of intuition, for example, of really knowing what I wanted was something that I've been exploring for a while. But this cardiac emergency forced me to drop into that space really quickly in order to heal. So I love the idea of learning to manage your mind to kind of quiet your busy brain in order to access the inner wisdom of your heart. So most women come to me for help because they're feeling overwhelmed. They have so many things going on in their lives that they feel like all they're doing is spinning their wheels and not accomplishing anything. Or, and or, they're feeling unfulfilled. So they've gone on these career paths for decades sometimes and they're really good at their jobs, but they just don't feel like they're making the difference in the world that they want to. Or women come to me because they really have lost sense of who they are. So they know that they don't want to keep up the pace of their hectic lifestyle. And they know that they don't necessarily want to stay in the industry that they're in, but they have no idea what it is that they want. And so one of the things that I teach them is how to manage their thinking to get more of the results that they want and to basically feel better emotionally, feel less overwhelmed, unfulfilled, and anxious. So then they can really tap into their heart's wisdom and understand what it is that they want from life, to rediscover what they want from life. So this is the work that we do in my group coaching program, specifically Metamorphosis, where the first half of the program is designed to help you understand how your mind operates, how to work with your thoughts and your limiting beliefs, how to work with your emotions so that you can start feeling better and living your life in a more manageable way. Then once you can do that, you'll notice that you start to have more energy and you're ready to dream. That's when we start to access your heart and really you rediscover who you are. So you rediscover the woman that you are, that you've always been, that perhaps by living from the outside in, you simply have lost touch with. So I love this two-phased, two-pronged process of this work that we do together. First, helping you make your current life more manageable. 
So without making any changes, without changing your job, without changing your spouse, without blowing it up and starting from scratch, we can take the life that you have without changing any of your external circumstances, make it manageable, and then do some dreaming about who is future me. What does she want? How does she live her life? How does she spend her time? And the whole time we do that, of course, your brain is going to, it's going to chip in with some ideas because any time that you contemplate doing something new or approaching your life in a new way, your brain's going to freak out. That's 100% normal because our brains would like nothing more than if we did the exact same thing every day. If we ate the same thing, we took the same routes to wherever we're going, we followed the same schedule because so far that hasn't killed us. But anytime you contemplate doing something new, especially if it's your heart's biggest desire, that's when your brain is really going to freak out and your inner critic is going to be the loudest that she's ever been. Because your brain is not only trying to keep you physically safe, but your brain is trying to keep you emotionally safe. So if you are thinking about doing something that's been a dream of yours for a long time, even if you've forgotten what it was for a while while you lived your life doing other things, but if you're contemplating living out your biggest dreams, that's when your brain freaks out the most. And a brain freak out looks like your inner critic being extra loud, your limiting beliefs being extra loud. It looks like fear. It looks like coming up with all the reasons you can't live out your dreams, but that's okay. That's just your brain trying to keep you from feeling disappointed, from feeling sad, from feeling all of those emotions that your brain doesn't like to feel. This is part of the work that we do together in Metamorphosis is learning how to navigate those emotions so they don't become something that stops you. So the first phase of the work is learning to live, to quiet your mind learning to live in a way that feels sustainable, where you get more energy back, learning to manage your emotions. The second phase is rediscovering who you are and what lights you up, creating a plan to get there, and then really coaching on all of the fear that comes up. Because you're always going to have a human brain, which means fear is always going to be there with you. But you don't have to let fear drive the bus. You can let fear be there and realize that it's not, it's not something that's going to stop you. It's not something that's going to make it so you don't follow through on your dreams. So living from the inside out means looking to everybody else for the answers, not trusting yourself, always second-guessing yourself, beating yourself up, being a perfectionist by worrying about what everyone else is going to think, putting everybody else first emotionally, physically, mentally, putting yourself last. And that's where women really are trained to be. But if you want to live your next level life, you need to learn to live from the inside out, meaning being able to tap into your, your own sense of inner wisdom and asking, what is it that I need right now? What is it that I want right now? What is it that I desire right now? In fact, you can start to do this practice right now. Ask yourself before every meal, what is it that I really want right now? And then have what you want. And I know right now you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'll have ice cream for every single meal. No, you won't. You might have ice cream for one or two meals, but after that, that's going to get old because it's no longer forbidden, 
right? It's no longer this like taboo, rebellious thing. Asking yourself and really tapping in, asking your heart, what is it that I want right now? The next time you have a spare 10 minutes, instead of checking your to-do list and thinking, oh my gosh, what can I do in 10 minutes? What can I check off my list? Take a minute, breathe. Imagine that you're asking your heart, what do you want to do right now? What do I want to do right now? And then do whatever comes up. I know this is, like I said, this is where the fear comes in. Like if I start watching Netflix now, I'm going to be on the couch for the rest of the afternoon. And to that, I say, no, you won't. (laughs) You've been disciplined your whole life. You're not going to suddenly stop doing things. But it doesn't hurt to tap in and ask yourself, what do I want right now? What do I really want? Because I'm guessing you haven't asked yourself that in a really long time. And it's really powerful. Okay, so I mentioned my group coaching program. I almost said group poaching program. That would be wrong. Uh, My group coaching program, Metamorphosis. Here are some details on that. So like I said, the work that we do is in two phases. The first phase is making your current reality manageable. So tackling feeling overwhelmed, tackling anything that's going on in your job or your life that isn't working for you, making it manageable without changing any of your external circumstances. So you start to get some energy back. You start to get some time back. And then once you do, then we start dreaming. We start reconnecting you to who you used to be, the woman who was inspired, who had big dreams. We start figuring out what it is that lights you up and really drives you, what you get excited about. And then we start creating a plan for the future based on that and based on the woman that you want to be. From there, we coach on all the fear that comes up, all of the obstacles that come up, because inevitably they do. And we set you on the path for living this next phase of your life. I call it metamorphosis because it really is a transformation. It's going from living your life for other people to living your life for yourself and based on your heart's biggest desires, your biggest dreams for your life. So anything that you want to do with your life, anything that you want to accomplish, anything that you want to feel, it's 100% possible. The only thing that gets in your way is your brain and fear, which comes from your brain. So that is the foundation of this coaching program. It's three months. We start in the middle of October. And what it looks like is a group of five to 10 women. I like to keep the group small where we have weekly calls, weekly coaching calls, and also you receive a bunch of video lessons to help you learn the tools that I use in my own life and with my coaching clients to really create a life that feels amazing. Because you've done the hustle, you have put in the work, you have suffered enough And it's time for you to live the life that you came here to live. I can help. This is the work that we do in Metamorphosis. So if you're interested, I will drop a link with more information in the show notes. And you can always book a call for more information. You can book a consultation call. We'll talk all about what's going on in your life, what's working, what's not working. We'll talk about the vision that you have, where you want to go. And if you don't know where that is yet, that's perfectly okay. That's where a lot of women are when we first talk. And then we'll talk about the steps to get you 
where it is that you think that you want to go. All right. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And as always, please leave a review in wherever it is that you listen to this podcast that helps other women find it and access the information. And if you found it helpful, share it with a friend, share the love. All right. Have a great week. If you found this podcast helpful, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And go ahead and send it to a friend while you're at it. Thank you. My mission in life is to liberate women from the limiting beliefs that are holding them back from living their fullest, most joyful lives. If you'd like to learn more about my work, check out my website at www.amandaryanfear.com. That's A-M-A-N-D-A-R-Y-A-N. F-E-A-R.com, where you can find links to join my free private Facebook group and learn more about working with me.